Welcome to the Vetiver Vibes podcast. We're your hosts, Nikki, Rachel, and Rhonda, certified clinical aromatherapists coming to you from Ontario, Canada, and on the internet everywhere. This episode is brought to you by Accentria, a leading online school for aromatherapy. Accentria is your go-to source for clinical aromatherapy certification programs that are recognized by NAHA and the Canadian Federation of Aromatherapists. If you want to learn more about Aroma Massage Course, check out their website, www.schoolofaccentria.com. We're excited that you've given your time to be here with us, knowing you'll get the best essential oil scoop. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Vetiver Vibes. Nikki here with Amy Anthony. Amy is a certified clinical aromatherapist and aromatic gardener who left her career in market to pursue what is closest to her heart, working with plants. Amy tends her own aromatic garden in the North Fork of Long Island, where she distills her unique products. Amy is currently the New York State Representative for the Alliance of International Aromatherapists and has her private practice called NYC Aromatica, which includes one-on-one customized aromatherapy sessions, online class offerings, corporate counseling, and article writing. She also hosts her own amazing podcast, Essential Aromatica. Welcome, Amy. So happy to have you on the show this week. Thank you, Nikki. I'm very happy to be here with you. This week, we're really just going to talk about, you know, the importance of what aromatherapy is to the general public, some misconceptions, importance of accreditation and knowing where to find information and all that. Uh, So one thing before we kind of dive in, we do like to ask all of our guests, what is your favorite oil or aroma? And I kind of put you on all the spot of, with this one. <laughs> all of them, all I know, of right? them, all of them. So uh, the only way I can answer that question is who am I currently having a love love affair with? Yes. So I never blend with clove. It's rare that I do for emotional work. And um, I've usually used it for clients for oral care, shockingly, right? Yeah. Um, so clove said hello two weeks ago because I was making split pea soup at St. George's where I volunteer every Thursday. And I was like, you need clove in there. So I had front, I had bay leaf going on. I had thyme, you know, the greatest hits. And I was like, clove. So I went home and I sat with clove oil for like 10 minutes and I was really connecting with it and feeling the centeredness of it. And I was like, I need to blend. So then I blended it intuitively backed by all my education and practice with myrrh and rose and a couple other friends, I'd have to look up the blend. And I've just been having a love affair with this, with clove. I love that. And you're very spot on when, and the way you word it is you're having a love affair at the moment and the friends, because it is, it's like in this moment, this is my go-to what I'm drawn to oil. However, tomorrow that could change also. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I do like how you worded that because it is important. Thank you. And also, I I don't, you probably feel the same way. It's like, I live in New York, you're up in Ontario and it's getting colder Yes. and we need those warming oils. Like today I was drawn to bone broth. I haven't had bone broth in months and like, I just need this warmth. Yeah. And I've then, been doing you know, a, a soup a week. So I've been having, and there's always the bone broth in it, which that in itself, I find as a funny term because growing up, we just called it broth. 
we didn't put the word bone in it because it was just always made with bones. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, okay. Uh, but yeah, we're doing a super week. And so, yeah, I'm loving because it is now fall. We are full-fledged fall. And I do find also the, um, some, not, uh, cassia is what I was getting pulled to last mm-hmm. week a little, a little bit more and some sweet orange also. Those go nicely together. They do. It's all those fall, those nice fall blends and oils. It's high time for that. You just have me thinking, um, when teaching, that when people ask, how do you blend? I often tell people, how do you cook? <laughs> so like orange and the cinnamon or cassia mm-hmm. go so nicely together. Absolutely. You know, it, it's just, it's so intuitive in that way. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Especially when you're looking for aromas to combine and blend, formulate together. It's because you do, you need the aroma to smell nice. Otherwise people aren't going to use it. And so- I- Exactly. <laughs> do you find like people are surprised by that advice in, um, in the aromatherapy world? Not too much. I'm personally someone who, because I, I work a lot with newer moms personally and children and that. So for them, I definitely blend as to like, what do you like, especially working with the children, because they really need to like the aroma to use it. Um, even just thinking of my own kids, when we're high emotion time, I pull out a couple and I'm like, all right, what, what is your pick today? And they smell and they're like that one. And I'm like, great, mm-hmm. let's use that one then because it is. Um, but I know it's, I find some of our students have a hard time thinking of the aroma and they get stuck in needing to do the math or only the therapeutic benefits or anything. I was like, no, yeah. but you, it needs to smell pretty yeah. because it's aromatic. It's aromatic that we're looking for. And if we're not getting the aromatic benefits of enjoying the aromatic scent, then there's a less likely chance of clients using it, unfortunately. Exactly. And I love that, like, teaching and just learning approach. It's the and approach. And I love aromatherapy as we get, we get into it more and more. It's just like, you realize it does so much Mm. like olfaction, emotion, scent recognition, tapping into memories, forming new memories, physiological like impact on your body. And I think a lot of people don't realize all the levels that go into being an aromatherapist. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, some people like, it just smells nice. It's like, you, you just put the diffuser on, right? And then they're like, no. Yeah, that's, and that's what I thought it was originally um, in my in my old corporate world before I got into aromatherapy. Yeah, I was just like, oh yeah, they're nice. They're pretty smelling things. And this is also, you know, my experience with dollar bargain essential oils we will call them which are not essential oh. oils before oh. you know that there are differences and you need you know proper essential oils for safety and to get <laughs> the therapeutic and aromatic and everything else benefits from them so then yeah. I was like oh yeah now these ones actually work and they really do smell pretty too though so and like you said our scent affects our entire body, um, mind, body, and soul. And it's, yeah. it's all connected through scent. It, it's a very powerful thing. 
So it is. Yes, yes they smell pretty, but there's a medical and, <laughs> and aspect to the smell too. <laughs> yeah. Like one thing I find really not gratifying, I don't like that word, but I've realized I really need to stress to people, even remind like aromatherapy people. It's like, we're breathing this stuff in. Mm -hmm. Your body has to process it parts per million. Right. Mm -hmm. And people are like, oh yeah. It's like, I remember I just gave this uh, a community workshop. It's I, it's highlighted on my podcast, Connection Nature and Aromatherapy. And I created it for this community class. And I was talking about this in this, this class about how you're smelling that smell, that volatile things, like things we can smell, we're breathing them in, they're going into our blood. And this one guy was like, wow, like, thanks for reminding me that. Like, I really affected him. I'm so glad I got to interact with this person because because we live in New York City. It's like you're bombarded by fumes, you know, it's really bad smells, really good <laughs> smells. And it's like, this is chemistry, guys, right? Mm -hmm. This is, we're talking about chemistry, mm -hmm. vapor. Yes. But. And as you say that, it's, our smell also warns us of things. So it can attract us to something that we want. Like, you know, if you're smelling a nice, apple pie, you're going to want to eat the apple pie. However, if you are out walking and you walk by dog poop or something, that's going to warn you to maybe shift away. Like aromas are aromas. If they're good, bad, or somewhere in the middle, our body's going to react to them. Mm -hmm. So we want the, the good smelling stuff to have the positive chemical reactions in our body that we're looking for. Actually, now that you say that, I never really thought about this. Like when I look at the palette of essential oils and the aromatics, none of them smell bad in my mind. Like I, I've trained myself to be neutral when I take this olfactory information in to try to get it. But it's like a lot of it's cultural where you're like, I don't like the smell of dill because X, but it's like all of its information, all of them smell really good. Like I was just smelling cassia, which I never work with. I just have it. I was like, oh, hello, friend. Yeah. I only have one aroma that I still can't wrap my head around. I had two. It was um, geranium, which I've come around to with my last pregnancy last year. It, my body clearly craved it because mm -hmm. I needed geranium daily at the end of my pregnancy and postpartum. It was, I was so drawn to it. It was crazy. And oh. then, um, Oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. Um, the hippie, hippie oil. Oh, patchouli. Uh, patchouli. Thank you. I'm like, why is my brain not coming to it? Patchouli. <laughs> I can't. I haven't wrapped my head around patchouli yet. Uh, the the scent. It's still not one that I can use. Every other oil, I don't have an issue. I can blend it uh, on its own or in a formula. It doesn't really matter. But patchouli is one that. I still can't touch it with a 10 foot pole. That's it. Do you have a memory association? I don't. It? Which okay. is a weird thing. I just, and I purchased it to help with something specific. I don't remember what mm. now, because it was so long ago. And, oh, I opened that bottle and I couldn't close it fast enough. So, yeah. I, I love that visceral reaction that we have 
to the, to these things. I just think mm -hmm. it's so cool how you could be in a, a room with people all smelling the same thing. And we know people smell differently because there's different receptors, right? Yeah. On and off genes, all the genetics and all that. And you'll have like some that's like over the moon with Clary Sage. And then you'll have the other person sitting next to them being like, oh, yeah. And then someone else is like, I smell tea. You know, it's just like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I had a cousin who she couldn't stand uh, frankincense. I had brought it oh. to her to really ground her before um, a major thing that was going to be happening to her. And she, that was like, she was like, no, get it away from me. And I was like, really? I'm like, okay, then that's. We, we will find something else. <laughs> and that, that goes back to what you were sharing before. It's like, as the aromatherapist, we, we, it's our job to know the oils and the cast of characters, like I like mm -hmm. to call them, and then be able to present them to someone saying like, okay, we're working with anxiety and pain. Mm -hmm. And like, okay, after we talked, I'm going to present these 10 oils to you and you're going to help me weed them out. So we get down yes. to like three oils. Absolutely. And it's like, it's like, I love that because you're empowering the person and giving them choice with your guidance and you're helping them realize like, ideally, like it's not just one oil that's good for one thing, you know, mm -hmm. and that, and how the sense of smell and preference is really important. And even when you say that, even if you were to then pick the same three oils, let's say you could totally blend them differently for someone else depending on how many drops you use and everything else. So, you know, someone might prefer one of the oils more than another one. So you would add a little bit more yeah. in that for someone else. So I mean, even with the same oils, you get drastically different outcomes when blending. So, yeah, that's a really, really good nice. point. Yeah, mm. that is a great point. And by doing that, you're not like diluting the efficacy of the therapeutic benefits because- <gasps> we know all you need is one drop of oil to yeah. see a shift. So it's like, don't, I think like for your list, for your students and uh, your listeners, it's like, don't be afraid, right. To put mm -hmm. two drops in of this and five drops in of that. Yeah. And not, and this is something that I find for a lot of people who are, are starting and to make their own products, I'll say, or make their own blends and aren't necessarily certified. A lot of times it it's great that they will do proper dilution, which that in itself, I applaud them. I'm like, yes, way to properly dilute. Thank you. But then they just like, if they need six drops and they have three oils, two, two, and two, or if they have, you know, 20 drops needed and they're using two oils, 10 and 10, they just split it in half of like, okay, what's the amount. And, and that's it. And I'm like, no, I mean, you can do that if yes. you want to. Absolutely. I mean, play with it, you know, see, see which one you might want to have a little bit more of, which one you want to have less of. Um, and I mean, as long as you're staying within even the, the individual safety max dilutions also and yes. all that type of stuff. So, but I'm like, just, this is the art of blending. That's, I wrote poetry down. Oh, I yeah. love that. Like, yeah. yeah. Another way. I, I always, yeah. I always say it's an art because it is yes. an art form. It's, we have our science so I, first of proper dilution. I always say you need to do the science part, the safety part first of proper dilution, mm -hmm. know how many drops you need in total and how many drops you can do of each individual oil in total for the max dilution. Cause yeah. you don't want to have, you know, uh, a 5% of, 
bergamot or something like that and then go out into the sun all summer so you need to have that individual dilution <laughs> safety also but then after that play around have fun it, it's like painting you're not going to just paint a whole canvas blue grab grab them all and do a little bit of a dance and see which one works I love that dance and yeah. back to the blend I made with the clove I forget what's in this bottle. I think it's 30 drops total. And I think there's one drop of clove, you know? So but safety, right? It's safety yeah. and olfactory intensity. But like you're yes. saying, I was taking into account a bunch of factors and then uh, I was kind of quenching it too. Cause like clove and rose goes so well together. Mm -hmm. uh, it's yeah. Anyway, I was just bringing it up because here's a case in point of this blend with what you're Absolutely. talking about. Absolutely. And you know, you were drawn to the clove and all it does is take one drop. Like you said, one drop is, there's the therapeutic benefits in that for our body to mm -hmm. respond and absorb and react how we want it to. Exactly. So, there's so much I want to like blabber about with you. Yeah. I was just writing down, like there's that mantra we have of less is more with yes. aromatherapy. And then I do want to stress, if we can come back to it, to that with the poetry of blending and the art, it's like, that's when perfumery comes in. And a little secret I want to share with your, your listeners is if they don't already know it, when you blend, let it sit yes. and let it sit alone. And it changes over a day, over mm -hmm. hours, over a day, over days. And I remember teaching that to students and they would blend for the first time and be so nervous. And I would ask them to take notes of that, of right then and there, go home, smell your blend, come back tomorrow, smell your blend. Mm -hmm. And things changed and they got to realize that. So blending and taking that time to work in the perfumery way as well yes. is very, very enriching and really sets your blending apart. Yes. And especially we, for students who are looking to have like their own product line or things like that, like you have to do that because you want to know what something's going to smell like in three weeks when someone's coming to grab the product or something like that versus the day you're blend. It's going to be two different aromas. Exactly. So absolutely sitting with it and, you know, really tuning in as to what those differences are between day one and day 21. Yeah. So. And then like, I love adjusting a blend and like the next day smelling it and be like, I always have my blending notes and question mark, one more drop, two more drops. And then I'll go back and then I'll smell it the day or two after. And then I'll be like, yep, one more drop of X. No, definitely not more of you. And then yeah. I, I update my notes and it's, it's so fun. It is when I have, uh, I've blended, I've been a consultant for a few companies looking for blends made. And it is that, that playing around, like you said, letting it sit and then coming back and you're like, Oh, what do I want to add? Is it good? Is it like, is something else needing to come into the play of it? Or are we good where we're at? It's, and just the oils lined up and the notes all everywhere. It is, it's a, it's a fun process. It is. So. It is. And I love that because like, like you stressed, you have your science, your chemistry, safety. You always take that mm -hmm. and then you bring that art in. Yes. And it's, it's this beautiful marriage as an aromatherapist to be able to do that. Absolutely. 
So do you find being that you are part of aromatherapy associations, do you find that there's enough word out there about associations? I'm going to kind of shift it a little bit to it. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to shift. Yeah. Um, just because, uh, you know, we're part of two aromatherapy associations. We're part of NAHA, which is National Aromatherapy. I always have to think about this. National Aromatherapy for Holistic, National Association for Holistic Aromatherapy. And then the CFA, which is the Canadian Federation of Aromatherapists. I find very few people know about the CFA, um, even Canadians. I'm like, it's the biggest Canadian association. Like, let's, let's get out there. And then I do find a few more people know about NAHA, but still not a lot, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And the importance of being part of associations and credited, you know, having, being accredited aromatherapist, certified aromatherapist. Um, I'd love to know your thoughts on all of that. Well, thank you. I, um, as we were chatting before, like, I think awareness of what aromatherapy is, of what essential oil therapy is, is we need awareness. We need awareness, general awareness campaigns, like the mm. general public. And I'm interacting with a lot of general public and in my, um, in my practice of aromatherapy. People just don't know about essential oils, what they are, safety. None of them know about the, the organizations that no. like you mentioned, including the Alliance of International Aromatherapists. Yeah. Sadly, when I was doing my training back in 2015, I didn't know of the AIA at all. And the um, I find there now that I'm the New York State rep, you know, it is a volunteer position, but like I wish I knew of it back then. It's a great mm. organization. So many educational opportunities I get for like continuing education and just listening to great speakers. It's like, I want to answer your question. It's like, we need to public awareness. We, yeah. we have to get beyond our trade journals. How do we get into, um, you know, I guess like, not that people watch TV anymore, but you know, good old fashioned commercials, billboards. Yeah. I don't know, like, hey guys, wake up. You know, just because you can buy peppermint oil from your local CVS drugstore. That's <laughs> just the Walmart. So, it's, the, it's, the, it's the Walmart, peppermint from Walmart. Yep. Yep. Like people see that they don't know what to do with it. And yeah. then we have these great organizations that you mentioned and there's others, right? That, mm. that give us ethics ethical guidelines, safety guidelines. They set educational standards for the schools, such as that your school. That is a big thing. The, the, the standards of, you know, and some of them have different levels. And so it's important yes. to know what levels, because there is like, we have a 50 hour introductory course. We call it foundations because you get, the, you can get a solid foundation. You know, if you're a parent and just want to know how to use safely within your home or if you're a massage therapist and you just have like a few oils you want to use and that's it, like that would be the perfect thing. But, you know, 50 hours or even, uh, and all of these pop-up websites of two hour course and you're a certified in oh. X, Y, Z, like not just aromatherapy and everything. And all of a sudden and it's, and it's literally a two hour course. And it's like, you can't, that is not the same education as 475 hours. And I know you no. had uh, certification courses at one time that you were teaching also. And I don't, I don't remember how long it was that you were, but like 
huge difference between two hours, 50 hours, 475. Yep. <laughs> yep. And including um, you have to take an exam, you have to submit yes. case studies, like yep. you have to demonstrate applied knowledge, applier yes. knowledge. And yeah, it's, you're right. There's uh, it's a blessing and a curse. Like I say, and, and the United States, and I believe Canada is the same. The FDA, the Federal Drug Administration, does not regulate essential oils. So I can go and purchase any oil I want. And that's a curse. And it's a yes. blessing. Yes, it is. And I mean, <laughs> and we don't, because it's been thrown around in Canada as it's Health Canada that regulates it all. And about you know, register like all kinds. Of, and we're like, no, we don't want them to get involved more because that will limit what as an aromatherapist we can do, but there just needs, and this is where aromatherapists need to scream at the top of our lungs being like, get proper education, you know, go to the associations like AIA, Naha, CFA. And there's a whole bunch of others for around the yeah. world, depending on what country you live in. Yeah. And see what they're saying because it's very different a lot of the times than Susie Q at the mall selling an essential oil who doesn't necessarily like we even we have stores in Canada too where it's like teenagers working at the stores and it's like yeah like yeah you're not getting the information you don't even know what you're buying unfortunately yeah you know what I'm not I'm not going to name names because that's not fair but no um there is a company, I think they're actually based in Canada, but that's neither here nor there. I've been to their stores and I, I actually had one of their employees in, one, in the level one training, but not all these employees that work at these stores get certified in aromatherapy. No. You know, so like, what, what do these people know? It's just like, there's this issue at um, supplement stores. Yeah. I think you'd have like registered people that will be working with you and no, it's not the case. No, unfortunately, I know we've had people reach out to us who are looking to open up stores, either their own like product lines, or they want to bring in essential oils to make their own blends to then just sell like master formulated blends, all of that type of mm -hmm. stuff. And they'll typically find one person to become certified and then they do the heavy work and then the other people might get a small amount of education, but they won't have this, like the clinical certification. And I'm like, that is a great first step. I mean, eventually yep. in a perfect world, everybody would be because the frontline people are the ones dealing with the customers and the clients. Exactly. So they're the ones who need the ants to answer. But even if they have that base foundation of safety and then they can go back to that one or two people that are fully mm -hmm. certified to answer any of the actual questions that people might have. That's but, a good point. Yeah. yeah. But no, a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of places, they don't see the need. And that's yeah. where we need to, like you said, you know, have find billboards or something. <laughs> Everything yeah. now is pretty much Facebook ads and Instagram ads. And if it's not that, like I honestly don't, or Google ads, and I don't know how to reach anyone else otherwise. I mean, yeah, it's, it's like self-selection, right? Like people, and I've thought about this, like people that are curious about oils will find the books and find schools yes. such as yourselves. 
Uh, and I want to make a point about me because I do have online classes, um, yes. but I'm not offering certification. I'm like, hey, get to learn an oil, get to learn how to make a cream. I'm not pretending to be, or nor, nor do I want to be, a school that mm-hmm. offers what you do. Like, I see my role as being like, hey guys, let's talk about aromatherapy. And then people that get serious look to someone like you, yeah. you know? But your role is unbelievably important. Those courses are what draws people into how do I use them safely? They, they're the, they, when you start questioning is when typically people start to look for those workshops and mini courses, I find. And that's the most important. And then once you can get people there, it's like, all right, now let's see this whole wide world of aromatherapy. <laughs> It's it's oh it's like you just open up a whole world and of its own. It's it's great. You know what? One thing I really miss about the teaching at um in person and teaching the certification classes is you'll get people that sign up and they don't want to become certified. They just want the knowledge. So they don't they won't complete their exam and do the case studies. But even those people, they'll be like, this literally changed my life. Mm-hmm. And I heard it over and over. And you see the transformation that happens during workshops and of course the certification classes, but like this weekend, I did a community class at a local garden center out on Long Island, this place I love. And the manager, Louisa, she's amazing. Um, And I ended up like working with her husband, you know, and I, it it was just like, and to see him, like to get men involved makes me so happy, like to see their faces and like, have them working with the oils and seeing them transform. It's just, it's, it is, it's, I go on cloud nine or when, when someone has a concept that just clicks, it just clicks all of a sudden. I'm like, yes, I just celebrate with them because it makes all the difference. We had a student who was, they couldn't figure out the blending portion. They just, Mm. they couldn't wrap around their head around the blending and that's a hard one for some people and uh, because they just get too stuck in the it yep. needs to be a certain math and I'm like it doesn't need to be a yep. certain math <laughs> but and so seeing things click or all of a sudden you know I you know, working with the in workshops all of a sudden someone's like oh I can use this like yeah. and I don't have to to have xyz down the road of you know I can have a good night's sleep or, you know, any of that. I feel like everyone, and this brings me to, everyone has a little bit of an aha moment. I was just going to say that. an aha moment. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love, there's that, like you're saying that like, or like, oh, I can make my own sugar scrub. Like, yeah, you don't have to go pay $20, $30 for that stuff. Are you kidding me? And you, when you have it full of toxins that you don't know what's in it. Like that's yeah. my thing is like, yeah, you can make it at home and you know what's in it. Yep. And you make enough to suit your needs. Like, yes. so like, because we think of bacteria growth and stuff like that, like you make yourself a cup yep. or you make yourself an ounce of cream and you'll be using that up because you'll love it so much. Yeah. So it's like, when you, like you're saying those aha moments that I just get excited thinking about it. Like for goodness sakes, I'm making a scrub today right after our conversation. And I like, every time I do it, I'm like, this is the best thing ever. You know, like I still get excited. 
Nice. So do you use sugar or salt or do you use other things? What do you, what do you like to use most? Just my go. Thank you. My go-to is uh, the turbinado sugar. Cause I realize okay. I like the texture. Yeah. Um, and I don't use a finely fine sugar unless it was for the face. If you're mm-hmm. doing like a weekly scrub and I, for that, I really like that confectioner's sugar. The really fine. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Not the kind you make frosting with, but the really fine grains. I forget okay. the word, but anyway, um, I don't make salt glows or scrubs. I prefer sugar. Yeah. Nice. Um, oh, where were we? I love it. Uh, your aha moment. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, well, yeah. It's like, uh, uh, but yeah, the, those people's aha moments of when they're in, like you said, you're teaching, like measuring, or my favorite was uh, chemistry, how mm. to make people excited about chemistry and not make it so daunting and trying to think of different ways to teach it was always really rewarding for me. And um, when you get that, that one person that's like, that wasn't as bad as I thought, you know, you're like, yay. So chemistry is still not my forte, but Rhonda, and this is where it's amazing mm-hmm. that we have the three of us because the three of us all have our own strengths and Rhonda is our chemistry expert. She, and she developed their whole chemistry lesson for that exact thing because people just find it daunting. They're like, oh, nightmares of high school chemistry. And we're like, no, 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 no. Like it's step-by-step. Step. We really break it down so that you can easily understand it. And she has even have videos with marshmallows and toothpicks and creating molly like it's yeah it's but you do you have to find it fun so for people you like ah now I get it yeah I'm just thinking hands-on is important too because in aromatherapy it's like it's an applied practice so making your own products working with the oils mm-hmm. um getting to know the plants I think is vital so whenever I can, and I have a workshop or a, like if I'm tabling at an event, um, or even if I'm doing a private one-on-one session with someone, it's like having the plant material is really important and having them like drink a tea and being like, here's ginger mm. tea, look at the ginger and really connecting with, and this is my soapbox part of my pedestal is, um, like know the plants. This is a way to connect with plants. This is the love of the earth. This is the Mm. gorgeousness of earth in a very portable format that works with our nervous system, right? It's like, you got to know the plants and realize, I think, oh my gosh, I could go on forever. Like a lot of the disconnection we have as our society is like, we're disconnected from nature. And I think, and tell me if you find this, like when people find the oils and the oils found me, I did not think I'd go on this path at all. Oh, I thought I was going to be a professional organizer when I quit my corporate job, but they found me and it was my way looking back of connecting with nature. And this goes back to that class. I, I mentioned this on my podcast, Connection, Nature and Aromatherapy. Like this is a real, my story, mm-hmm. um, but I'm curious what you've seen in your practice and with teaching and. Uh, No, connecting is super important. And for myself personally, I find it's a very funny journey because I can't keep a plant alive to save my life. I, I can't, I have, I keep trying and trying. And my husband even says like, when are you going to give it up? And I'm like, bottle form, you give me a plant in a bottle form. I got you. You give me a live plant 
that thing's dead within three weeks, hands down. And growing up though, both my parents are very huge gardeners. Both Mm -hmm. come from a family of farmers and like we have just under an acre lot and three quarters of the yard is all garden. Like I was out there helping them and yeah, nope, I can't keep a plant alive though now to save my life. And my mom will still come over and do planting stuff at my house because she knows that I can't do it. And I'm like, I just, I can't, but to be in nature and with Mm -hmm. the plants I need and I love like forest bathing and just honestly laying on the ground laying Mm -hmm. on the grass and the dirt is something that I love to do it's just so grounding and reconnecting and people laugh at me when I say that I'm a tree hugger and they're like a legit tree hugger I'm like yes a legit tree hugger I go and I hug a tree because I am thankful for them and grateful that they are here and you know I I I love them so yeah and so you know just trying to pass that down now to other people of reconnecting with the plants yeah and like you were saying you don't have to be a gardener it's not for everybody just like aromatherapy is not for everybody there's different modalities people can gravitate towards but like like we humans need nature. And if we can find ways to tap into them. And I love saying this, and I think David Crow said this, this, the essential oils are distilled sunlight in a bottle. And like that that to me is just so poetic and it's the connections important. And I think when we reach people with the oils, they don't know it, but they're like, their, their soul is getting that nature connection that it needs. Yes. Oh, I love that too. And I mean, and the plants have their vibrations and we have our vibrations and the oils have their vibrations in the bottles too. Like it's, Mm. and having those vibrations interact, it, it is, I like that the, the sun, the sun aspect it's no. It does. It goes down to our soul. That's where I always say the mind, body, and soul are connected and it can help on every single one of those levels. Yeah. So well said. No joke. <laughs> so deep. Uh, <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, we're going all over with this. Oh my goodness. This break is brought to you by Essentia Aromatherapy School, leading online school of aromatherapy. If you want to use aromatherapy safely with your family, check out the Foundations of Aromatherapy course empower yourself with trusted education go to www.schoolofessentia.com so what have you found lately do you find any kind of like trends lately that you've been seeing uh with your you know your workshops your mini courses um connecting with people out you know with your own podcast all of that, just all the connections that you're making. Do you find that there's any kind of trend lately that's been happening or something that you see more and more that have been coming up that you're like, that kind of needs to be talked about more or addressed more too, because sometimes they're not good trends that we're seeing. Yeah. So we already, it's a great question. And we touched upon it with that. I'm really noticing this need for awareness about what an essential oil is. Mm -hmm how precious they are in that, how much plant materials needed. Yes. And so it's that, that awareness around what it really is. So the Walmart peppermint, like what, who is that in that bottle? Right. Yeah. And 
layered on that, and this came out in um, during teaching, another teacher, Amandine and I, we're getting stories from students and noticing about over diffusion, not knowing how to diffuse. And this, like, I just gave a workshop about a month ago at a major hospital here amongst nurses. And one of the guys is right in front. He used a diffuser every night with his little kid, like a one-year-old. And I was like, thank God you are with me today. You know, <laughs> and like, please don't do that. So yeah. this, there's this, aromatherapy, essential oils as lifestyle thing that is a continued trend that I think we need to reshape mm -hmm. and go back to what we're talking about is how do we get the professional organizations out there? How do you and I, people like us get heard more and give good advice for working with essential oils? Yeah, no, that's so, and it is. And I just think back to, to that person you just mentioned, and I'm assuming they were diffusing to help them sleep better. Their one-year-old sleep. Of course, yes. That's always an, the biggest thing. Um, an ultrasonic diffuser. And he oh. said, it's the kind that you pull out, put the drop in. So it's like the built-in humidifier diffuser thing. Okay. So I said, please yeah. don't do that. Maybe you want to put a drop of lavender on a cotton pad as they're going to bed. And yeah. then you could take that away. Yeah. Or you diffuse for 15 minutes before bedtime and then turn yep. it off. Yep. when it's time for bed that's always yep. something because I know a lot of people they just love their diffusers which I do I love my diffuser too there's a time and a place for them yes but especially at one it's you know small increments and before bed I always did it like as you're getting your jammies and brushing teeth yep. and doing stories and then when it's actually bedtime you turn it off because it's still in the air and yep. that's enough that's needed yep. and the other part too is it made me think of Essential oils won't change natural habits. One-year-olds don't need to sleep through the night. And this is something working with new parents a lot. Um, I get this all the time. And like, you know, it's it's normal for babies to wake through the night. They want you. They need you. It's still a crazy world once they're outside the womb. Even at 12 months, it's a lot of cold and bright lights and overstimulation. And they just need you in the middle of the night sometimes. And that's okay. So diffusing your lavender won't change that need for that little baby. Nikki, and that's what I try just, and tell people. <laughs> you just made my day and I wrote it down. Like, this is something that I've I've not said this. So essential oils don't change natural habits. And that is just beautiful. Thank you for like bringing that into my vocabulary. And I love, it's like essential oils aren't the panacea, right? Like no. we're the ones that need to take responsibility for our lives. Yeah. So if I'm working with the oils for sleep as the holistic aromatherapy practitioner, I have to be like, well, why aren't you sleeping? What's the underlying issue? And like you said, yes. babies will wake up during the night. If I'm drinking coffee at 3 PM, like I know I shouldn't. <laughs> I know my sleepers will suffer. The yeah. oils aren't really going to help me with that. They yeah. could try. And, you know, it's like, we need to take responsibility and realize the oils will not transform our lives. They're subtle. Yeah. And they, they give us little nudges and help us. But yes, they they'll help the body kind of help itself, mm -hmm. but it's not the oils that are doing the magic. They're helping the body do what it's supposed yeah. to be doing. I always say. Yep. And then you need, but you still need to find the root cause. If you have mm -hmm. eczema, 
what's the cause of the eczema. You yep. can make all the lotions and balms and blends that you want to help the eczema, but until you tackle the root cause, it will continue to flare. It'll get better, but it will continue to flare. And that's what I find a lot of people, they just want the magic wand. And I'm like, yeah. um, it's a, it, it is a magic in itself of, I always, I always like to say it's magic when we're working with plants in general, but I'm like, mm -hmm. but it's not the magic wand of it'll cure yeah. everything. <laughs> Bibbidi bobbidi boop. Yeah, uh. that's exactly it. <laughs> Yeah, that's tough. And uh, you're conjuring up when I studied herbalism with Jim McDonald. He's a Michigan-based herbalist. Uh, so out, we were talking before. I'm from the. I was born in Detroit, and um, he's in White Lake, Michigan. But he, uh, I love it when he says the herbs. And we could say essential oils within that. They tell the body to do stuff. Yes, that is exactly it. It's they're not doing it. They're just allowing the body to do what it needs to do. Like it's, I, I love yeah. that. You're so now being an herbalist and an aromatherapist, how do you find like marrying the two together? Do you find that they're very similar? Do you find that they're very different? Cause I mean, they are, they each have their own place. They are not mm -hmm. the same. And a lot of people think that they're just the same. And I'm like, no, they're not the same. They do each have their place, but I do find that they can complement each other at times too. So I would love to hear your view on the two modalities. I love that. This is a slippery slope mm -hmm. because again, I'm a kitchen herbalist. So I don't, when I see clients, I work as an aromatherapist and I'll use my herbalist training. And again, I'm not certified. I just took a one-year mm -hmm. program and I have a love of the plants, but like the aromatics, and, and this is used in herbalism too, mostly through teas and tinctures, right? Yep. The aromatics shine for helping with the nervous system, which includes a lot of the aromatics are wonderful on the respiratory tract, on the GI tract, even on the reproductive uh, tract, I'll call it that, but that's wrong. So I will always look to aromatherapy and the oils for those things like, do you have an upset stomach? You can smell ginger, right? Are you mm. working with anxiety, depression, things that work on that level? are the oils, are the aromatics. And herbalists even work with essential oils, you know, for that. So I find that the herbalist training and a lifelong training of me just like being in, like always reading about plants and stuff. It's like, if it's a metabolic issue, please turn to herbalism. You know, like when you're start, starting to talk about internal use of things, I prefer the herbalist route. I do have training in aromatherapy taking internally. I have worked with clients and myself with suppositories and pessaries and tablets and stuff. But you know what? We, I really would say herbalism belongs there and aromatherapy mm. and essential oils shine with olfaction, like the diffuser, inhalation, yeah. and that topical application for emotional work. And if you do have a skin issue. Um, is is nice or maybe feminine reproduction but I hope I was clear yeah I and I because again I you just opened a whole can of worms that we could go down but we don't have the time of <laughs> uh, the internal use because uh, I'm uh. also trained in aromatic medicine so you know there 
there can be a time and a place for internal, but first of all, in Canada, you can't even get insured to practice it. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, I got it for my own personal use and benefits. And as a school, I wanted that advanced education, mm -hmm. but I can't even practice it. Um, but like you said, I love that view of the herbals are such a better option or not necessarily better. That might not be the word, but it's, I'm, I'm going to use the word because it's kind of what's it's fitting okay. for yeah. me right now yeah. of it's a better option when using them internally because they do, they still have so many, like they have the great benefits that can be used. Whereas the essential oils are so much more for that olfactory topical. Yeah. Aspect. The nervous system. I, yeah. And the thing that like to get into aromatic chemistry and we talk about solubility a lot, when we work with herbal preparations, we get more of the whole plant. Yes. So if I'm, if I need, um, I can't, I'm on the spot now, so I can't even think about some of the secondary oh, components and metabolites, <laughs> but if I need carotenoids, uh, I'm not getting that in essential oils. People make that. Can I swear? Yeah. <laughs> that bull, the bullshit claim, like there's vitamin C and citrus no. oils. No, no. If you understand no. the distillation process, the weight of carbon, like not happening. So we want to go, the closer we can get to food as our medicine, I think is the really nice thing with herbalism. When we work with, you know, I think tinctures are kind of the go-to in teas mm -hmm. and decoctions. Yeah. You're getting the water soluble stuff with the alcohol soluble stuff. So you're yes. getting more of those constituents that wouldn't be coming out. Yeah. So that's, I that's my that. answer. Yeah. And that made me think of, if you're looking for the vitamins and all of that also, and you don't want to get into herbalism, this is where you look at the carrier oils because they have the benefits. They have the different fats. They have all the different chemistry of what can be beneficial and support the essential oils. Like it's not a one size fits all when it comes to the carrier oils. Also, you know, they have, some are higher in vitamin A, some are higher in vitamin E, D, whatever, you know, you want. And yeah. like the antioxidants, all of that, like yeah. that's where you go to get that part of it when you're formulating. That's it's beautifully said. Then you marry them together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hence like the carrier. I remember my uh, learning from Jade shoots. So she's like the care and she learned this from one of her influential teachers. The carrier is just as important as the oils. Oh, absolutely. It is. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. in a, when I am in a pinch, I always have my one go-to because it's the easiest. And when I give massages, they don't, it doesn't stain my sheets and doesn't cover the aroma, that type of stuff. But like when I'm legit blending for, okay, I need something for yep. X, Y, Z, you know, what's happening on my skin right now, what's going to nourish my skin. I'm not just going to pull like my fractionated coconut oil, because that is probably not what I'm going to be needing right now. I'm going to look at what exactly my skin is lacking and let's, let's see how we can add the benefits from the carrot oil. Yeah. So. Yeah. The carrier oils. And I have to give a shameless self-promotion thing here. I, I wrote an article it's on mother earth living about the carrier oils. Oh. And one of my passions is about getting to know who's around you. Mm -hmm. So I've become obsessed with 
blueberry seed oil, cranberry seed oil, and all think of the gorgeous things we have in North America. Yeah. Right. So I don't always like my body doesn't love the butters. My, my background is I'm like Polish Russian. Yeah. That I'm from that part of the world. My skin is, is not, you know, doesn't love coconut oil. It doesn't love shea butter. Yeah. It loves cranberry seed, That's <laughs> you awesome. know? So, um, as a plot for, I really encourage people to get curious about the plants that they live by and yes. having those carrier oils in their life. That's a, that's a great point. Oh. I feel like we could talk for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> However, I'm I noticing know. the time. So if you have one last thing that you would like to tell our listeners, one last little negative info of all your wealth of info. <laughs> You know what? I, and I, I think I've said this before with other people too. It's just stay playful and curious. Mm. And that curiosity brought you to study mm-hmm. and look for a school to become certified and seek information. So the more we stay curious and are open to mistakes. So like, I just, I'm taught, I'm going to make a scrub right after our conversation. Um, I played around with the formula last week and I hated the way it came out. So I'm going to try again. And I'm not, nice. I'm going to, I used it and I gave it to this client, but I was like, I think it's a bit too wet, but I was trying something new. You know what? Be playful. Yeah. I love <laughs> it. I love it. Thank you. And Thank so you. if people are looking to connect with you to learn more about you, can you share where can people seek you out? Thank you. And thanks for having me. This is so fun. Um, Look me up at nycaromatica.com. That's also on Instagram. And I love, I have a lot of free information out there. So I have like read my articles on about plants and stuff like that. I love mm-hmm. doing those and my plant talk videos. If you want to see me geek out and, and redo poetry. Uh, nice. Thanks. So is thank that, uh, are you on, cause I know you have your podcast also. Oh yeah, then- that's right. Essential Aromatica. <laughs> Whoops. Okay. So where do you do your plant, your plant videos? Oh, so I am very grateful. I I spend time between New York City and then the North Fork of Long Island out on the quote East End in a kind of farm country. So my husband and I have a house out there and um, you'll see me like next to my rosemary plant or stuff like that. I just distilled rose petals this weekend. Uh, Beautiful. Yeah. So it's like, you see me with the plants. I'm me. If you could get a idea for my personality and (laughs) thank you so much for having me. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for joining us today. The essential oil scoop. We are here with Amy and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Essentia a leading online aromatherapy school. You can join the free introduction to essential oil course at www.schoolofessentria.com. If you love this episode or you got a lot of value out of it, please make sure you share it with someone in your community who you think will enjoy it too. If you haven't already subscribed or reviewed the show yet, please go over to your preferred streaming platform and hit subscribe, then leave a review. 
This is the best way to help support us and we appreciate it. Email us with a screenshot of your review and you will be entered into our monthly draw for a free mini course. This podcast is for information purposes only. We are certified clinical aromatherapists and holistic health professionals. If you have a medication concern, please refer to your health team. Everyone's health is unique to themselves, so the topics and suggestions stated may or may not apply to you directly.